Welcome to the Buck and Bernie Show. Well, it's good to be back. Yes. The sun is out. It feels the good. Sun is out. It's it's cold out, but it's sunny, so Yeah, it's a uh, it's you can tell that things are changing a little bit though. It's uh, We're on it's, the cusp of spring. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's March. I mean, that's what that's what it is. So, being March, you know, I'm getting antsy after being a long winter. I'm getting Nancy to do some camping. Are you yeah. trying to tell me that in La Salle you're done with your five foot of snow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're done. Five feet of snow, I'm you're done, done with that. <laughs> so getting prepared for the mud season, which comes after the snow season. And I, I, I think I kind of dread mud season more than <laughs> snow season. It's, yeah, usually it's a little, it usually it's a little bit more challenging, but uh, uh, you know there, there's one thing that you always can do, right? We can always go to uh, I don't know, do some camping. Yes, I always look forward to camping in, uh, especially in this area around Moab, because you know with with the weather around here, I've you know I've been born and raised in Moab. I I know where to go, at what what part of the seasons, and you know so we're getting in the spring and it's time for desert camping right now because the weather can be i've i've seen it 60 degrees in the in january around this time of year Mm -hmm. so it's uh that's that's where we had in this time of year uh mountains are going to be a while mountains are for summer camping yeah deserts for spring winter you know the thing that was really interesting to me is the first time i came to moab is to see how many campground there is and 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 also what i learned is the demand of uh, for those campgrounds but i didn't really know the region at all so when i arrive in moab and archers national parks and all the national parks and and the colorado river just you know uh, snaking through it was like wow this is really really awesome it's going to be one of the best places in the united states to to really go and have an experience when it comes to camping was going to be just out of this world. It is. It's very unique in that there's so much open space around this area. I mean, uh, even compared to Colorado, because, uh, you know, you have uh, a lot of backcountry. You know, you can do primitive backcountry camping. Uh, You have the river. You can actually... When, when you know during during the summer season, you can float the river and camp on the river. Uh, you have the parks, the national parks, the mm-hmm. state parks, which uh, you can you know there's de- designated campsites. So, you know, stay, staying on those, you need to make reservations, right? Absolutely. So uh, how does how does it work? Well, it, it you know this this time of year, it's pretty open. But as you get into the season, and if you're looking ahead, like it. That's what you have to do. You plan ahead. Always plan ahead. Uh, and so so designate where you want to go camping, first of all. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the national park, state park, wilderness. So you can uh, make reservations if needed. Because more so for the national parks. If, if you're going in the national parks, you have to look way in advance because they book up first. And so, and you just go, you know, basically you go online and go to the na- which park you're going to and look up their campsites and you can 
most it's all done online nowadays so you know the thing the thing that i like about the campsite is that they're really well outfitted what i mean by that is you have your bathroom you have you have your spot you have uh picnic tables and all that stuff that that's the thing that i really liked when when i came in and i discovered you know the camping areas all all around moab i think that's that's really that's really awesome but it means also that you have different ways of camping so you can do it in a camper in a van you can do it in a tent so if, right. if you're doing a tent, because I know like you love tent camping, you have hiking, biking, and so how does it work if you go in a tent outside of a uh, those yeah, designated areas? For each type of camping, like you said, for for van, RV, or tent, you know it's 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 vastly different how you prepare mm-hmm. uh, because you know space is essential. So if you're going tent camping, you know you're going to be more compact and mobile as as uh you know versus you know rv or van you can you can prepare different because rv and van you you can just pack that up and and you're there you're ready to go yeah this this is the way that my uncles all my uncles had a camper but it was it was like you know you bring a, a little piece of your house with you because you right. know you can sleep inside. You have a little stove inside. You have, I mean, you, you, it's a, it's a mini home. You know, it says, and it really works out well. Right. But it, I don't really call it like camping. It's almost like you know you're getting out and uh, you of where you live. But at the same time, uh, when you arrive, for me, camping is a tent. Right. It's a, that's that's what I remember when I was a kid. Also going, uh, you know, camping with my friends. But we would camp by the beach. But it would be it would be in a tent the whole time. Right, it's right. completely different. You're yeah. going to be really ready. Well, and then right, you're if you're RV camping or 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 that, you're more restricted because you're yes. going to have to go to a campsite. You're yes. going to have to reserve that campsite mm-hmm. as opposed to tent camping, wilderness camping, because you're more uh, it's more versatile. Mm-hmm. You can find places, you know, and and there's public lands where you can do. You know, wilderness camping, you just find a site, and that, but you got to make sure that that is indeed they allow camping in that area. So that's you got to look ahead. What you got you got to do your research, yeah. Yes, but, and you prepare different also. But these days we do, we don't really have any more any excuses. I mean, you go. Everybody has a computer. Everybody has has a cell phone. You can do your research way in advance compared to. I don't know, 40 years ago where you really needed to know where you were going. So on this one, you can really uh, get ready, be prepared, and, uh, and, and have a great time. Hey, there's one thing for me that was really different. I never really heard that because in France, we don't really do it that much, I guess. River camping. River camping. Tell oh, me yes. a bit more about river camping. Well, there's two ways to do river camping. You know, you can go to a campsite on the river in your vehicle or you can actually float the river i like that best way. i like that yeah which uh that involves different usually it depends on you know you can do your private floats but it depends on what river what area and or you could do like a major float and that you would have to do through a actual river company mm-hmm. that, uh, has permits and stuff to do that like um you know if you want to do the grand canyon which I would highly recommend. Yeah, <laughs> I did that a couple years ago, and it's it's amazing. Uh, but you you have to reserve far in advance, 
it's uh, it's a lot more involved. Uh, but if you do a guided trip like that, then you don't have to worry about your food or anything. Yeah. It's all taken care of. Yeah. But it's 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 a great experience to do. But if you do it the other way around, you need to be really ready. You need to look at all the safety part of it. You need to look at the food part of it. So right. it is it is it is a true adventure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot of things who are who are involved. But um, the, the there's it's really an, an interesting part of the country here because what I've learned and Christy, my wife, always told me that if you look at the weather forecast, don't look at the weather the weather forecast like three, four, five days in advance because he has a tendency to change. The weather does change. Right. So weather is a really big key to your camping experience. Absolutely, and you got to be prepared for any type of weather even if you look at the forecast and it says oh it's going to be weather sunny just be be prepared for the alternative bad weather because you never know it can happen especially if you're going up high altitude in the mountains Mm -hmm. uh they have more of a microclimate there and it's it's vastly different because it can change yeah uh especially in the summer you get these monsoons that just come in and you never know so yeah but yeah that's that's the key is look ahead prepare according to the weather because uh you know if if the weather's nice you go out in the desert i don't use a tent i just like to sleep under the stars and same with the river yeah if you're you're on the river you don't need a pitch tent you just you know beach up and sleep right under the stars it's if the weather's good Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the best way, my favorite. So the thing that you have to do is uh, you need to make sure that you have the right clothing. You need, Because you have to be ready for f- for pretty much this right. weather f- fluctuation. So rain gear, really, rain gear, r- really important. And you want, you know, it's, you know, like the different types of camping, you know, you might be backpacking, you might be tent camping from a vehicle, motorcycles mm-hmm. camping, uh, and that... All that differs, you know, because if you want to be more mobile, you want to be lightweight and compact. And to do that, you want your gear, you want gear that's versatile. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really nice, especially nowadays. uh, There's a lot of uh, sources to, I would recommend going to a outdoor store. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like. Moab has a, a great local one. Yeah, I went in there. Oh my! I mean, for me, it was like uh, I don't know what to buy because I mean, I don't really camp much at all now. I mean, I was a kid, yes, but I was a kid. It was always somebody who was taking care of me. It was you know, we were we were we were uh, uh, supervised. But you go in there, it's like I love the colors. <laughs> yes, I mean, you got everything under the sun. I know, or under it's the like snow. They go in there. And it's like, gorgeous. I'm a, I'm a kid in a candy store. Yeah, this is really cool. So much. Really cool stuff in that, and and I think that if you go to a store like this, this is what you want to do is don't don't start shopping just because. Just ask the right. person who is who is running the store, and and that person most likely will be able to guide you and ask you what type Absolutely. of type of Absolutely. camping and everything. Because the choices are overwhelming, overwhelming, and uh, like I said, it's modern gear nowadays is really nice because they have all this great compact. Uh, gear that you can get that's a lot more versatile, a uh, lot more lightweight, a lot more compact, mm-hmm. and that's that's the key, you know. 
pack accordingly. So so we talk about camping, but at the same time, I think that we have to also talk about hiking because, I mean, you're camping and you're hiking. I mean, it goes goes hand in hand, especially if you're doing an intent. Right. Uh, so I think this is why it's important to to talk to the professionals and able to to tell you which shoes would be the best and which right. gear. And All that, gear, everything A so to Z. I think, and that is probably the most important gear there is to hiking is uh, shoes. Shoes. You have to have uh, good, durable hiking shoes that are comfortable, number one. Mm-hmm. And then also, if, if you're going to uh, be in climatic weather, you want to make sure they're waterproof and yep. uh, be prepared for that. I always say that, you know, when you buy a pair of shoes, it's almost like ingredients for your kitchen. You need to invest into that ingredient so like this you get the best results. And, right. and, and that's the way it works. I mean, if you really want to have a... Uh, a really good time in the kitchen or if you have, want to have a good time camping. Now, there's one thing that you and I were talking, having coffee this morning. It is, uh, um, you call it something like uh, uh, the backcountry river party party. And you told me right. that's the okay, law. So that's, it's the law. It's, so that's, that's the other thing you need to uh, be prepared for and think ahead is like where you're camping and what type of camping you're doing. Like if you're doing river camping, you have to have a porta potty and you have to have a fire pan if you're going to have a fire uh, because that's the law. And it's, uh, I think, that it's not only on the river now. It's, it's been, especially with the fire dangers as they are now, mm-hmm. which will continue to be with oh, climate yeah. change. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a whole issue in itself. Uh, you, there's a lot of places, and I know, was it last year? Year before last when we had that really... Uh, dry summer, uh, most places you couldn't even have open no, fires. No so open you have fire. to be prepared for that. So you're going to want more of a, you're going to want a gas stove versus mm. wood stove. Uh, because even a lot of places that have fire restrictions, you can't have charcoal even, you know. It's no open flame. Yeah. So be look ahead and be prepared for that. And uh, and with the... Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff out nowadays, uh, modern uh, equipment, uh, as far as um, stoves and, and fires. Um, so so if you don't mind, we're going to go back there in a, in a second because we're going to be talking about cooking. And the, But there's one thing you told me, pack it in, pack it out. And I'm oh, like, okay, absolutely. so the packing, pack it out, we'll talk about the real party. But I think that one thing was important is don't forget, make a list. And don't forget about your medication, your prescription, because if you are going somewhere and at the end of the day, after hiking the whole day and you're really in the boonies in the, and then you go, oh, where's my medication? And you need to take that medication. It means that you have to try to track back and it yeah. really can ruin the whole Absolutely. camping experience. You have to think everything out, write a list, uh, which consists of, what you need to bring as far as you'll have your clothing, mm-hmm. personal hygiene, cooking and meals. Write your list ahead of time and, and what and plan ahead like for your menus and also like I said for clothing, what you'll need, how long you're gonna be out. That'll all determine of uh, what you need to bring. So a couple of things that I like to bring myself. Sunscreen, because you're already at very high elevations. Absolutely. And you, you, I, I will roast like a little lobster. 
and then my bug spray because bugs love me. I don't know why, but they love me and I don't really love them. Make sure that you have your headlamp, flashlight and lantern at nighttime because it's really nice to have, I don't know, maybe a little dinner and a glass of wine, for example. I mean, you yeah. can have a glass of wine or Absolutely. two. You know, yeah. it's, it just like makes it really, really nice. And... Um, yeah, so you have to, you really have to make your, you really have to make your list. Yeah, that's, and you you brought up a very important subject is is uh, sunscreen and and being prepared not only for the cold but for the heat, especially as you get summer if you're out in the desert. Uh, there is uh, you, so heat exposure is is a very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is and, uh, dehydration. Yep. So you need. Plenty of water. Yep. And protect yourself. You need, which consists of good hat. You need hat sun with a big brim, a sun hat, uh, sunglasses, uh, and then, like you said, sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And also clothing. You know, they have some great clothing, too, that, um, you know, dress, you know, don't go, don't go shirtless in the sun. No. And like, no. Use long sleeve shirt, even in the summer which actually keeps you cooler. You know, you keep the sun off. They have these great uh, UV materials, lightweight yep. materials mm-hmm. now. Uh, they cover you. They keep you cooler. And and they're great. A lot of them have hoodies now, too. So you just throw it over your head. And that's, that's an, important because you don't want to go out there and then uh, get heat stroke and get sick. That's very true. So yeah, everybody, everybody uh, who's listening to the show right now is like, I mean, those two guys are chefs, so they're just supposed to talk about food, right? But we wanted to give you also a, a good platform of what it takes to really have a great time when you're camping. So this is where we review those those aspects of camping first. And now right, we are is, cooking. We're going right, to be cooking so. now. So tell me, to well, cook, you need a stove, you need something, right? So what absolutely. is your favorite so, thing to bring? Uh, and that's going to be determined again by like okay, so if you're going somewhere with fire restrictions or or uh, yeah, if there's fire restrictions, you're certainly not going to be able to do uh, wood fire. But if you are in a place in the mountains where the fire restrictions are lifted, there's mm-hmm. still things that you have to go through. Some some places will have fire pits, fire uh, rings, fire rings, yep. and. Uh, and that's the designated area for fire. Mm-hmm. Some places, if you're going more wilderness or on the river, that's not provided. But you, so that's essential that you have to be, you have to have a, um, not not a fire ring, but a, what do I want to say? A, a, Almost like a pan. Fire you pan, can. exactly. Fire pan, yeah. Because uh, you can't, you know, build a fire on the open beach or any of that. And uh, they have some cool stuff now, though. Uh, which I have, it's it's called a BioLite, and it's a, it's I wouldn't call it a, a fire pan. It's it's more like a, a fire pit, but it's it's contain it's like a, a a grill, a wood grill, a deep one, where you have a uh, wood. So you you it's a you can use wood or charcoal, mm-hmm. and the thing that's really nice about this is it it has a it has a fan. So it's easy to start, and it and it it makes it less less smoke. It cleans, it burns cleaner because of the fan. Mm-hmm. And this fan is run on a battery, but the battery is charged actually charged from the fire, from the heat of the fire. Oh, that's really cool. And you can you can uh, plug in your if you have a mobile like a like a 
uh, iPhone or anything, mm -hmm. you can actually charge it from the battery on that. So it's really nice. So and it comes with a grill, so you can uh, grill on it, you know, and and uh, different types. So it's it's that's a nice nice thing. It's so that that one is not real compact though. You know, it's it takes up space in that. Mm. So that's more. What, what about the little one? The little uh, the the little yeah, uh, gas. Well, I was going to get to that. Yeah. But, this BioLite actually makes a really small one ah. uh, that you can use for backpacking or, mm -hmm. or if you want to be more mobile. And it it takes it's a little different, but it take it same principle. It's got a little container, and you can just use you can just use little twigs and stuff. And it, it's it's amazing because it has a fan also, mm -hmm. and it creates uh, this little turbo fire that just like burns really hot and stuff and it has a grill oh, or good. you can just put water on it and in container and stuff and so it's way cool there's some really mm -hmm. cool uh modern uh camp stuff out there so so the so same thing when you just go to the store uh your favorite store was specializing in camping and they will be able to guide to guide up. get yeah. you through it yeah now this is one one way of doing it. You can do it also on propane or I mean on right, gas or whatever, absolutely. so which yeah. works out well or charcoal. But there is also if you do like you're cooking in a ring, so in, a, in a, you have your your live wood fire who is going. Now what? this is completely different. I was telling you when I was a kid, my grandmother will have a tripod. I call it a tripod. It's like a is made in uh, in steel, and then you can place your uh, your grill on top, or you can right. place your pot on top. But I mean, this definitely would be difficult to to bring with you. But you you can do also the um, like Dutch oven, the Dutch oven, or yes. or you can hang right the, you Dutch, can oven. Hang the Dutch oven, Dutch oven, yeah, pyramid also, and or do it right on the coals. And mm -hmm. Actually, I I first learned to cook on a campfire way back when. Look at know? that, and and using dutch ovens and that and and grilling so and it's 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 a different it's a different process because mm -hmm. you and and it's a good it's an educated process also because you you learn how you learn from the fire yeah know? exactly and cooking on a if you can master cooking on a on an open fire that's you're in there yes <laughs> Because there's so many variables and stuff. Uh, so this is this is why in in I mean like two three hundred years ago in Europe you have the the master rotisseur, and the, the, those were the ones who was doing the speed roasting. Mm -hmm. So it was mm -hmm. about all about the uh, relationship between the fire and the protein, and they would go from town to town, from villages to villages. And they, every time there would be a party, or he would be, they would be organizing something. He would be the one who would be in charge of it. He would be, you know, running those uh, rotisserie, which is, you know, it's, it's speed roasting. But you really have to do it. You're not, yeah. and they, and they would they, they would use like whole lamb, for example, not not pieces. And he right. would and on the rotisserie, and he would do the same thing with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pigs I've experienced and... that also. I've had uh, experienced uh, pig roasting over an open fire mm -hmm. with with the spit. And, I mean, that's where cooking came from, yep. you know. And so uh, we've aggressed to, you know, we've got used to modern-day cooking inside with gas stoves, electric stoves, mm -hmm. and all that. But going back, and that's kind of what I like about camping. It takes you back 
to the elements of uh, open fire cooking, which is which so, is an art, and it's kind of a lost art, I would say, for most people nowadays. So that's it, it's it's a different type of of cooking altogether. So I made a little list for listeners of things that that me, the little Frenchman going going camping, would need, and I'm talking, you know, light. In a, in a using a tent, I would say, so waterproof matches, uh, lighters. You need to make sure you have that. A small pot or medium pot. Same thing for pan. It could be like a cast iron pan, for example, because with cast iron you can really cook and prepare anything. Make sure you have pot holders or pot grabbers. You were telling me today, leather is leather. much better than yes. any other. So yeah. something like Always. this. Yeah, and I, what I do is I. You, you go to a hardware store and buy welding mm-hmm. gloves. That's your best, best gloves for cooking with because they're thick. It it, you know, they're thick and it's uh, you can handle the heat and the hot. hot Cutting pots. board. Uh, I put a chef knife and a small paring knife. So like this, you know, you, they can be used for not only cooking. They can be used for other things as well. Making sure that you have a multi tool. Which we when I was a kid, it was a Swiss knife. And right. what do you have over here? I forgot the name well, of it. Well, uh, the predecessor to well, the predecessor to the Leatherman is the Swiss Army ah, knife. Ah, okay, Leatherman. And now the Leatherman is is the tool, the multi tool. But and uh, I've <laughs> I love the Leathermans, but I have a thing I lose them all the time. <laughs> it's like you know why yeah. I will not, you know why I will not lose the Leatherman because I corkscrew on it. And when I go camping, I need an open <laughs> yeah, bottle of wine. So I need I need that. Outfitted to all kinds of things. So make sure that you have, have Yeah, make sure you have your utensils, your tongue, your stirring spoon, you know, plates and bowls. Uh, you know, coffee maker. No, coffee maker. You know the okay. old-fashioned coffee maker that you put your water underneath and you put your coffee on top? They're like aluminum. Oh, that's, that's they, the European. Yeah, the European, and then you put it right on the... Right, that's the oh, man. Early in the morning, there's nothing better than a cup of coffee. Yeah, but over here, oh. more so, we do uh, what we what we call uh, cowboy coffee. Ah, tell me more about that. Uh, that's just, you can make it in a pot. Or, or, you know, you could use a coffee pot, but uh, cowboy coffee, you don't percolate. You you boil your water. Yep. You throw your grounds right in on top. Grind it or just... Ground. Grounds. Grounds. Ground Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ground coffee. And then after, after it comes to a boil, and then you let that rest. And then what you do is you pour a little bit of cold water on top because the grounds will be floated, and that sinks the grounds. To the oh bottom. really? Oh, that's cool. And that's... Then you just pour your coffee off the top. That's Look the at that cowboy coffee method. So that's yeah. really cool. And then, but nowadays also, and you'll find them in the camp supply stores. Uh, press pots are really oh good yeah for camping, mm-hmm. and and you can get different sizes yep. and that and that that's a good way to make coffee like camping. a French French press. Right. Yeah, it's really cool. Yep. That's that works really well. So before you, I mean you pick up all this kitchen essential, I would call it, you have to make a menu. So if you're gone for like right. seven days, you should plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So like this, you know exactly what to bring when it comes to ingredients and what tools to bring with you. And I think that the less tool you bring, the better it is because right. it's heavy. So it's very important to do that. Well, and also, again, it depends on what type of camping you're doing. But uh, a great way is is do uh, pre, pre-prepared food items. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways you can do that. And it's, uh, 
it, like I said, it depends on what type of camping you're doing, but, uh, it's a matter of being organized and, uh, like you said, do your menus ahead, you know, make your list of mm-hmm. all the essential items you'll need, but there's, there's different ways of preparing food ahead. You can do, uh, different types of food, like, like foil wrap dinners are one of my favorite things to do out camping. But those would be hot. They would not be cold, right? You would just put Correct. it on, you, you, would, put, you would put it on the fire. Yeah. Well, right. But yeah. you make, you can make them ahead. You can make it ahead you too. You can even freeze them, which is good. Yeah. And that's another thing you need to plan is like, you have to have, uh, you know, if you're going to be bringing cold food in that, you have to have coolers. coolers and Invest in your cooler, guys. Yeah, Buy the right cooler. The right cool. That's... That's the other thing, and, and uh, again, they have some really new uh, coolers out that are that really keep stuff cold. Yeah, five days, yeah. up to five days. Yeah. You know what I like to do is uh, instead of uh, putting an ice pack and all that stuff, I like to bring a bottle of water that I froze. So like this, when right. they are defrosted, I can drink them as well. Absolutely. But but in the meantime, That's... this is like this is some weight. That is really uh, um, uh, well used, I would say. I mean, you are, you have all that weight, but you know that there is for multiple reason. It's going to be to keep everything cold, and also you can right. you can rehydrate as well. And absolutely, especially if you're doing river camping. And what they do is uh, a lot of their foods they prepare, which they'll prepare on the river, are they're frozen ahead, and so that. They they think ahead of mm-hmm. like what items will thaw first and what items will keep longer, you know. And then that food item is actually used to cool the coolers. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they'll usually have block ice also, but you know, it's essential that you have your yeah. your food frozen also, so yep. it'll keep, especially if you're going extended period of time. So that's essential in preparing your meal. Think about your meals also. Yeah, the, the, I mean, they're staples. I mean, you know, you, you should have a cooking oil. I mean, the cooking oil is one thing. I prefer to take like extra virgin olive oil as a flavoring oil and use the, the cooking spray because it does exactly the same job and you don't have that, those uh, uh, fire flare, the, the flame flare. I like, you need your salt and pepper, your coffee, your tea, your sugar, honey, maple syrup, packaged oatmeal. You just have to put a bit of water in it and boom, you're ready to go in the morning. Uh, peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. I like my peanut butter and jelly. You know, some nice jams and stuff. Uh, drink mix, cocoa, spice cider. So things that you just add water and you, you'll be just fine. Uh, and then in the non-cooked meal, I'm the Frenchman, okay? I need my cheese. I need my charcuterie. All this stuff is ready to go. It's, it, it is already in a little containers, maybe some, uh, some hummus, uh, and then some canned, you know, canned tuna or canned salmon right. or what do you like? I, I like canned fish. I like, okay, here we go. Uh, my uh, canned, for camping, canned because you can't have fresh. Yeah, yeah, come on, go ahead. Canned smoked oysters are mm, lovely for camping. That's yeah, like looking at the stars, you have the canned oysters, crackers. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. He loves his oysters, you guys. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, my friend Tim Buckingham <laughs> is an oyster freak. He loves his oysters, and I love him for that. But you can get other, can- you know, of course, yep. tuna, kipper snacks, all that type of canned fish. You know, you can get... 
uh, clams, even octopus in the can. So, yeah, you so, can have a, make a good, uh, it's, it's almost like a look, French style outdoor uh, picnic, you know. See, I put chips and dips because you have so many dips available already prepared. You don't have to make them. They're already prepared. You have your, your you know, you have your guac. Guacamole is already done. Your salsa is already done. You have all type of dip. There's, I tried an onion dip the other day. It was really, really good. So you have all those things that you can bring. But I want to go back to the foil-wrapped meal because um, – it is one of the things that I really, really like as well. If you go fishing, for example, and you catch a trout, you can clean that trout and then put it in foil, put a little bit of a lemon. You need to bring some lemons with you for many different reasons. Uh, it can be for a cocktail or a drink or whatever, or even right. lemonade or even lemon dressing, water or whatever dressing. Put it on salad with olive but, oil, you got your dressing. But when you put a bit of olive oil with that lemon, and uh, uh, you wrap it in foil, you bake it just, you know, over the coals. It is so, oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But you can do those frozen salmon portions wrapped in foil with the lemon, with the herbs, and a little bit of oil or butter, and you freeze them as well. You can do that with salmon. You can do that with uh, uh, mai. swordfish, mai mai, cod. Yeah, all, those, have, all those work well for it. Yeah, if you go in the market now and... In, in in the frozen section, you'll see a lot of uh, varieties of, of fish pre-packaged, pre, yep. pre-portioned that are frozen. And re- that's and again, that's a good way to do it. So. All right. So there's a trick, everybody. Just pay attention to what we're going to tell you. When you buy those portion frozen fish already cut and portioned and ready to go, you can put it into put it immediately into foil individually with your oil with your herbs and with your lemon but do not defrost them keep them frozen because right. if you freeze and re- if if you defrost and refreeze it bring ice yeah. crystal and yeah. then it will just dry up so 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 this no, is really good, good to idea. bring up and and plus you like you say you you get your fish you keep it frozen and and then you can what you can do you can make your your foil wrap dinner from that and then you can put, you know, in the foil wraps, you can put uh, some type of vegetable. Rice is really good mm-hmm. and keeps well. And and then put your fish, wrap it. If you put, you can put like uh, herb butter or anything like that, uh, any compound butters. Wrap it back up, back in the freezer. Immediately. Back in the freezer. Yep. Keep it frozen. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then it goes into your cooler when you leave for camping. And that's it. That's, and it's perfect. Yeah. So it's it, it, another thing that works really well if you are bringing meat with you. Uh, you can do the same thing with pulled pork, with uh, a short rib, uh, with uh, a, any ribs, actually. And and it does work really well instead of putting directly on fire. If you put it directly on fire, most likely what will happen is it will caramelize to the point that it's going to start burning. With the foil, the foil does protect Correct. and create and like a steaming. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I mean, you can even have it, you can put it even on the fire if it's still frozen. Yeah. It'll, it'll It'd be fine. Some, especially with fish in that because that thaws out early and it, it create the 
you know, creates a steaming eff effect, and so it comes out really nice. Before we go to the other protein, I want to talk about what would be the vegetables that you would bring. I mean, the thing that I see for me is that zucchini travels well. Right. I can have a zucchini and for then, one well, week, it'd be fine. Like, any of your root vegetables that'll hold up mm -hmm. and potatoes? travel well, potatoes, mm -hmm. uh, carrots, turnips, mm -hmm. any, any root vegetables, uh, I, you know, they travel well and... Um, for foil wraps, what I like, which which works great, is uh, frozen peas. Because frozen peas, you know, they keep well mm -hmm. and they just taste good. I mean, that's one of one of the few frozen foods that like really I I I appreciate and stuff. But now they have more and more frozen vegetables, like yeah, uh, frozen corn, corn, carrot medleys, yeah. and. And that's the other thing is you like, can put a bit of butter of, in it. Boom. There's a lot of convenience foods in the frozen food section that you can look at. Yep. Vegetables, uh, starches, rices that are pre-seasoned, pre-mixed, and that that is a really great way to get make it easy for camping. So let's let's keep it. Let's let's stay on the frozen. I know that you love your burrito. You yeah. like to have a, like a you, you can buy the frozen burrito from that section. Take it with you and then reheat it for breakfast. Right. That's or it. you can make make it from scratch. You can make your burritos from scratch. So in that case, you need to bring your uh, your uh, your tortillas. Right. So tortillas, so, cheese, and all those things. Bring it with you, and you can make a nice quesadilla. Or you can make a burrito, or you can bring your burrito if you want already. If depend where you are. If you're gone for a long time. I think that if you buy your burrito already frozen, I think that's just fine as well. And yeah, let's not absolutely. forget. It's, it's a matter of convenience and, and readability. And also, how many people are camping with you? Are you camping with, you know, adults or are you camping with the whole family? So if you have a family that's say, of four or five and you have three kids with you, right. then you have to think about what will also work for the kids. Well, what I like, if, if you're doing for more than two people in a lar larger quantity, uh, there's a lot of meals you can do uh, and do ahead. Also, like you could do a batch of chili. That's it. You're uh, talking now. Yep. And batch of stew. Mm -hmm. And and also you could do something like uh, on the fire, which is which is a great, great thing. I like to do is uh, fajitas, you know, and you can have your meat all cut and everything ready to go. And yep. then just boom, throw it into a hot skillet or Dutch oven. And it's really nice because it. It's easy. It's a one-pot meal, and then you just have your tortillas and ready, and it's it's a great way to. I think to bring to being stews and and all those casserole already done in advance, it's a it's is really the right way to do it as well because you just you I mean you've been hiking or you've been you know busy all day. You want to keep it simple and delicious, and I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah. But when you eat, definitely, if you have a if you have a Dutch oven, this is the way to do it because it won't scorch. If you have something who's going to be aluminium, which you should never use, by the way, because aluminium is bad for you already. Uh, it, it will it, it burn pans. Aluminium yeah. pans, yeah, yeah. that's what, yeah, pans, pots, right. yeah. But there's a lot. There's a lot of this. Yeah, type they're that. not good for campfires because they actually they'll burn. They'll yeah. burn. They'll burn as well. And so, also back like if you do a big batch of fajitas that mm -hmm. night, and it, and if you have leftovers. Which is great. And the next morning, yep. you add eggs, breakfast skillet, up, and then make, uh, you know, burritos yep. or whatever. It's so, you know, it's it's nice to 
utilize your leftovers from them. So from let's, uh, we're going to back up a little bit. So breakfast, for example, what I would do most likely would be uh, pancake and French toast. And what would you in savory? Savory? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you can do uh, meats. You can do bacon, sausage, anything like that. So you could yeah. do, you could start with your or bacon. you could do I like you know what I like for breakfast yeah. now is is trout It's really good especially if you're you know buy a lake fish and yeah you that's drink. true and I'll I'll eat chili for breakfast for breakfast yeah yeah so. I I when we uh, earlier on just before we started the show we were talking about this is the definitely the chef's talking is how would you approach your breakfast like well if we start with the bacon. And the bacon is nice and crispy. We take it out, and then what do we have? We have the grease. With the grease, we put onions, and we put our potatoes, and this, and and they cooked, and then we put it aside, and we put our eggs, and we put everything back together, and it becomes just a breakfast skillet, which is really, really cool to do. And you know, you know, one thing I think that was really important: if you have children, just make sure they're part of the process. What I mean, that that they are helping you they are learning because those are um those are memories who will stay with them forever you know i was doing this when i was when i was a kid i was cooking that with my mom and dad when we were when we were uh, camping i mean those are memories that you you cherish forever i remember we would make french toast I mean, yeah, I know, it's French. So we made French toast <laughs> in a big, big cast iron pan that we had. And it was it was so much fun in the morning because we had a fruit compote that would be in Ziploc bag and the jams would be in Ziploc bag because they didn't want to bring any uh, any uh, uh, jars and stuff. And plus, right. it's weight, so at least you don't have that weight. And it would be so much fun. Yeah. And and then we talked about the oatmeal. The, the, look at the instant oatmeal or instant uh, a meal that you can also bring with you. So like this, you just add that boiling water and then you have that, uh, can have the, the almost like grits and, and, and a, others. Yeah, that's another thing. There There is uh, so much new stuff out there that's just, that's been freeze-dried or dehydrated. There's a lot of meals. So know, good. Ramen meals in a cup. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is really easy and they're, they're more and more delicious nowadays than the old days. But when you are going for one week or more, you need to make sure that all of your meal are nutritious. Not only, you know, the chips and salsa, it has to be really, really nutritious. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when, if you are at high elevations, you will need that protein. You will need that vegetable. You will need that well-balanced meal still. Right. And you're also a very important element is think of food safety. You don't want to get food poisoning camping. So think of food safety. If you're going to have uh, leftovers and stuff, make sure there's something that'll keep. Uh, if they have to be chilled or something, uh, do it. But, you know, the best thing is is to, like say, utilize them, eat them up. Or, you know, if you have a pet along, that's, that's your pet's meal also. Which uh, which is another thing we could bring up. If you Before, have your pet, you got to plan ahead. Yeah, oh yeah, pets. So there is part of the uh, of the of this this area here where you can have your pet and you cannot bring your pet. So what what, what right, is this exactly. with that? Like, uh, rem- like the national parks. I don't think any that's of the it. National that's parks, it. That's can, what it is. You can, yeah, you can bring your pet uh, that I'm aware. Of, but you have to. That's something you need to check ahead. And do if if it's uh, if it's pet friendly. And by the way, you know, pets are even that you're in the mountain or wherever you are, pick up after your pet. 
You know, pick up after your pet is exactly well, after yourself. Also, and, uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly. the important thing of camping: pack it in, pack it out. Pack that's, it out. That's the uh, one essential. Uh, you know, you have to do that and be prepared for that. Uh, you know, you want to bring garbage bags and stuff to mm-hmm. pack everything out. And uh, a lot of places like the campgrounds or stuff will have, you know, dumpsters or whatever. But if you're doing primitive camping where they don't provide that, uh, it's a must. Leave your camp clean. And what I like to do is cleaner than you found it. Yeah. You know, leave a nice spot for. So, you know, dish soap, sponge, paper towel, uh, dishwashing tub if you can. Uh, plastic bags, Ziploc bag are good because Ziploc means that it's 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 gonna be all it's contained. Yeah. Your garbage bag, make sure you have that. Food storage containers, uh, all those things are very important. But there's one thing that we didn't talk about yet. Why not go camping? I like grilling. So grilling, you can grill some chicken. But I remember, uh, you know, you can grill like boning ribeye chop, for example. You can take right. if you say you four, you have one chop. And you just do it on the bar. I mean, I got it barbecue bit on the grill, on yeah. the on the on the fire. It is so good. Right. So it's, grilling well, is awesome. And take advantage of it. You know, that's an opportunity to do some open fire over the wood grilling, and it's so so good and so much better. Especially, you know, you can do steaks, like you say, chicken, whatever. And and it's just there's something about camping. It's it's like your your appetite, like. Oh man, well, you, well, you're smelling the grilled food. So that, the first thing you do, you, I mean, it in. burgers and hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, those are those are staple. And then I, I like pork. You can do like a double right. cut pork chop. I don't really like the pork chop when they're really really thin because they have a tendency to to become cardboard very quickly. So a nice pork chop, right. you know, and it's really if if you're gonna do like a a thick cut of meat, like a pork chop or something, you got to be because. Essentially, you can't like just do it on the grill because you know it takes a long time for the pork to, for a thick cut cut to, to go through. through. Yeah. So, which is nice to do, and you can do with with something like that is you can grill it. You know, get your nice grill marks and mm-hmm. stuff, and then wrap it in foil, and then finish it. And finish maybe it even on the coals yep. or on 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 top of the grill. That's the best way to see that it's cooked through properly. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and you can do that with any thick portion meat so. yeah this is this is a great that's a really great way to do it and then uh, of course uh we'll talk about beverage a little bit later because you know we need to talk about beverage of course but before that dessert so i have to to tell you when i was a kid my grandmother on the side of my father at the old house and you can sit in the fireplace so it's almost that like you were camping in the house the fireplace would be about 10 feet wide and you had we had little oh. benches where we could sit in and what we would do is we would take an apple we will wrap the apple in foil and put it under the uh um, like almost in the fire under right, in the coals. under the coals and he will bake it almost like a and you can do it at the house you can do it anywhere you want but um it takes it tastes almost like an apple pie mm-hmm. then you remove it you peel you remove the peel right. and you eat it with a spoon yeah oh man and it was so good you don't peel it ahead you no don't peel it, it ahead 
because the the peel helps protect it from from the you know, from burn from yeah, burning, from burning and yeah it's really really yeah. good so you can do that I mean that's a, that's a really fun thing to do almost s'mores s'mores oh man Especially if you have the kids even without kids okay, you know, without kids yeah yeah s'mores are great oh that reminds me I used to do uh, I I did this uh, uh, one of my favorite s'mores and the thing about it is. You remember they they used to make a marshmallow that had uh, a coconut. They were coconut um, crusted marshmallows, and what it, we used to love to do is use those with banana mm-hmm. and chocolate for. Oh, I love those. Types. Oh yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds very good. good. Yeah. Then bring cookies. You know things that travel mm-hmm. well. Uh, I mean energy bars. I mean you make you yeah. can make your own. By the way, you don't have to yeah, buy it. You can well, make your it's own. It's good to have snacky food like that. Yeah, too, especially yeah. if you go out on a hike or something. You yeah, you need that energy. Yeah. You don't want to have a problem with sugar, because I mean your body just changes a little bit uh, as you go in altitude as well. So and like you mentioned earlier, uh, you know. Get, Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh man, it's good. I've got to tell you that. <laughs> and they, you know they keep they and they they give you good energy and stuff, and they're good. Yeah, and you know the thing with peanut butter and jelly, the regular peanut butter and jelly juice, just regular bread. But you, you can do seeded bread with it. You can really get look at look at what will have the most nutrient as well. Right, and you could do bagel. Mm-hmm. Or, and the thing about bagels are really hearty and they hold up, you know. Smoked so. salmon. You're going to have your bagel with smoked salmon. Smoked, right. smoked salmon keeps really, really well as well. And then when you have all your uh, your beverages, I mean, um, what I like, you know, I like my wine, of course. But uh, uh, when it comes to really healthy beverages, you, have, you, you look at everything with water-based. So you can infuse... I don't know, uh, some um, citrus in your water. You can infuse herbs in your water. You can do many, many different things. Mm-hmm. So those are those yeah. are the things that I would do. And also nowadays, is, is packaging has changed a lot also. So you can get wine. You, of course, you can get boxed yeah. wine. Yep. It travels easily. Yep. And that, now they have, uh, what's real popular, they have wine in cans now, which... I know, a, you know, you, they have, you know, a, they have careful uh, carrying glass. Glass is heavy. It I agree. and stuff. So, but they they make a lot of good products that are. They, they do a rosé. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you in, in the mountains, I've good. seen wine in like they're like a juice box type package. Oh yeah. So it, it, it's out there. So <laughs> when it, when it comes to your um, making, let's say your lemonade or whatever, just make the syrup in advance so like this you just have to add to the to the water that you or you already have instead of adding more more weight to your travels you just add it to your water and that's it hey talking about water how's the quality of water here i mean you can you drink water from the streams in the mountain well, in the mountains uh, they have all these great uh, filtering devices now where you can actually you you don't want to drink water straight from the stream nowadays it's mm-hmm. like cuz you never know what kind of parasites yeah. and stuff are in it. But they have, which which is great. It's a good tool to bring along, and that's something you can find at your outdoor store. is a is a micro filter that purifies the water. They uh, they have you can boil the water too, right? You can boil the water. So if you're but, boiling uh, the water, it's easier. Good. Just it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just. Uh, 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 they have all these different types of filters and stuff to. And which is good to have, especially if you're going hiking and stuff and, and maybe you didn't bring enough water and you find a stream or a pothole or something, you definitely want to 
filter that water first. So uh, one time you and I went to um, Medicine Lake and we were walking around and looking for wild strawberries. So I want to talk about a little bit of foraging because at a certain time of the year, you'd be able to forage and get those the, the wild strawberries. You can have blueberries. There's a lot of things that you can find in those mountains you who can, are really depending, delicious. Depending on the type of year, of course. Yes. Uh, you know, mushrooms, which are mm-hmm. yeah, really mm-hmm. big on this mountain and others. Uh, and I... You know, that's the th- fun thing, too. If you if you bring that element into your camping, you know, the foraging element, if you're a place where you can fish, if you're a place where you can forage, mm-hmm. like you say, for different types of foods, strawberries, and and there's, uh, I'm not really keen on it. I mean, I don't know, I don't have the knowledge yet, but there's, there's a lot of different, fo- you could buy a book on just foraging foods, and there's a lot of wild foods out there that are edible yep. and delicious, especially greens and stuff, ferns. Uh, you, you also have uh, mustard. Mustard. Mustards. Yeah. They, I mean, it grows. It grows wild everywhere. I found, so. I found wild garlic. Oh, oh yeah, that's I good. I found uh, uh, wild asparagus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kinds of... Uh, and that that's a fun thing to do just to... Especially if you have children. That oh, yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Like I say, buy, you can do it yourself. buy a good book and yeah. educate yourself and, and make that part of the adventure. So. I, I think this is what really camping is all about. You know, you it's, it's really a sense of adventure. It's, it's communing with nature. I mean, that's what, I mean, it's, that's really cool. And, and it's discovering something new. And, and, and when you go and, and, and camp uh, somewhere, you just make sure you explore. Don't don't be shy. Just do your research and explore the area, and it makes it really a, a great journey. Yeah, and be with the elements. That's that's what I like about camping. You go out and you're in the elements and enjoying nature. Uh, nothing perturbs me more is if I'm camping and and then you get someone camping next to you. They camp. They bring out their televisions oh, and the boombox. And the boombox. Oh man, it just stuff. kills me. And they're, oh, or they're on their phones. It's like, why? Why did you come out here? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, this the the experience is, is around you. Don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get away from that stuff. That's what camping's about. So, in the safety part of it, um, I mean, we're not in Alaska, so we don't have to worry about too much, too much about bears. But what well, do you have to look at around actually, here? Actually, it's good to bring that up because there actually are bears on this mountain up here. But not the big uh, grizzly. Not the so big just grizzly. The, the, but you have you know, brown bear, black bear? People can get attacked by. Oh, really? Yes. So, what, what are the things so, you recommend? Uh, well, absolutely. Uh, especially... After your meal, after you don't leave your garbage out, secure your garbage, pack it away, put it in the trunk of your car or wherever that's totally secured. And that's not a, a cooler is not secured from a bear. Bears can get into coolers, mm-hmm. so uh, have a good place to uh, pack them away. If, if you're in an RV or something, of course, mm-hmm. you want to put them inside away from the bears. And like I say, your any garbage or, or food scraps or anything. Keep them away from bears. So when you when you when you are uh, um, camping, you, should you have a bear spray, just in It'd case? Be a good idea. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah, Any other animals that you have to kind of watch out? Well, not so much. I mean, there's mountain this, lions. 
there are, but mountain lions are pretty. They they, they leave you alone. Yeah, they leave you alone. They're they're hidden and okay. don't you don't bother. So it'd be bears. Uh, in some places, you have to beware of like insects are a big like. Uh, there's places where uh, there's scorpions, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in the desert around this area, it's good to you know. Usually, scorpions won't bother you, but a good thing to do is like if you're in the desert. You get up in the morning, if you have your boots off and stuff, shake your boots out first because the mm-hmm. scorpions will tend they to will go come in your boots and Snake. your clothing. You can watch it. Uh, you know, they, they they can make you uh, sick. And also uh, rattlesnakes, you know. you got to watch for areas where rattlesnakes might be. They usually tend to be under the rocks and that. But uh, just be careful, uh, you know, out hiking and stuff. Yeah. So if you go really deep in the wilderness, it's really good also maybe to, if you can, to have a satellite phone with you because you never know what could happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm talking that like in the middle right, of nowhere. Right. Uh, and uh, like I say, I mentioned snakes. Uh, have a snake kit, you know. it's uh, It would be good to have, especially if you're out in nowhere, you do get, uh, get bit. Uh, that can save your life. Mm-hmm. So. Otherwise, you have to eat a snake, <laughs> like rattlesnake. I mean, yeah. you people eat rattlesnake. Oh, I never, yeah, I, 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 and and what do you think about it? Tastes like chicken? No, it doesn't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what rattlesnake tastes like? Tell me, snake. Snake. Ah, <laughs> I, no, it's something I don't enjoy. But one of the few things I don't enjoy. Is- well, I have to say that this is, uh, uh, even for me, that was quite a journey today to to really look at what you can do around this beautiful, uh, you know, township of uh, of Moab. And we have beautiful mountains. We have awesome lakes. There's so many river, trails, river. There's, there's so much to do. Yeah. Having that, you know, exploring and being safe and making sure that you you have everything ready. You have your list ready. You have your food ready. Uh, and then you always, always plan the in case something happen. Right. Don't just go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so you've been listening to the Buck and Bernie show on KZMU. We've been talking about camping and adventure. So, and we're getting that, that time of year. It's exciting. Back up. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm getting a, it's like salivating <laughs> for camping. So thank you for joining us, uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, to the next show. It's going to be in April, so who knows? I think it could be a little uh, spring flame. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks again. Chef's Adventures with Buck and Bernie airs on the first Monday of every month at 4 p.m. Head to kzmu.org for archives and recipes.